season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. My name is Jay Shriglin, and I'm the host. We have episode number two of four this weekend here today. Um, yesterday I had a great episode with Martavius Thomas, 2023 MLB draft prospect committed to Arkansas. Um, so let's be expecting the same thing today, another great episode. Today we've got 2025 uncommitted Luke Flanagan on the podcast. Um, besides that, we've got two more episodes here this weekend. And that's going to be tomorrow with 2026 Arkansas baseball commit. We got Spencer Browning on the podcast. And then Sunday, 2024 Arkansas commit Gideon Motes. Um, so just a great week, just a great week in general when it comes to content. Four great guests coming on the podcast. Um, but just digging a little bit more into today's episode with Luke Flanagan. Today we kind of discuss what the key things he's looking for in the recruiting process as he goes through this. Currently a sophomore, so he's still got a couple years before um, he's committing somewhere. We also dig into what it's like playing for Coach Brewster, what kind of what his relationship is like. We dig into some of his child ball memories as well, what it's been like, some things he's looking for these next couple of years as well. Um, what Jupiter, what he, at this point in the time, um, this was before the Jupiter tournament, so we kind of dig into what, what to expect for the Arkansas Sticks as they head into Jupiter. But um, just dig into his entire career. Um, so let's dig into it and hope you guys enjoy it. to the JKR podcast today we have Arkansas Sticks 2025 pitcher from Pleasant Grove High School down there in Texas we got Luke Flanagan on the podcast Luke super pumped to get you on the show man how are you doing today I'm doing great happy to be on awesome I'm glad to have you man glad to be I think you're this is going to be week four of the Arkansas stick series I got going on. Um, it's been great learning about the organizations. Coach Brewster's built been great learning about every player. Um, one thing that I have seen from all you guys is that you guys are just good, genuine people. Um, so I'm just really excited to continue digging into the organization as a whole and all you guys. So uh, before we do get started talking about your career, there is one question I do like to ask everybody I get on the podcast. And that is for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Luke Flanagan? Uh, I'd probably say um, hardworking in the classroom is one of my main things. I I really take pride in my grades. And then I'm a calm person. I don't ever get too up or too down. That's probably how I describe myself. Yeah. So take it. So taking pride in your schoolwork. So obviously you still have three years before you do head to college. But like, do you have anything in mind on what you're potentially wanting to do um, in college as a major or do something after your baseball career is over? Uh, I don't know anything specifically, but it would probably be something related to baseball. Okay. So you want to be a coach or work within the front office or something like that? Something like that for sure. Yeah. So obviously, like I said, the reason we got connected was through Coach Brewster with the Arkansas Sticks. So let's dig into that just a little bit and how you got connected with the Sticks. So with you down there in Texas, a couple states from Arkansas, how did you initially get connected with the Arkansas Sticks? Well, back in when I was really young, I played with Spencer Browning, who is he's now committed to Arkansas. He's a freshman this year. And his dad and Coach Brewster know each other well. 
and so they talked to each other a lot and he kind of got me connected with coach Brewster and last last year in January I played my first tournament in Fort Myers with the sticks so who before you got connected with the sticks what travel ball organization were you playing with well it was I was playing it was kind of a little bit of everything honestly like I didn't have a set team but it was I was playing the team I was playing with was called sticks but it wasn't really wasn't necessarily like a part of the high school organization yeah so how would you how would you compare your travel ball experience with the Arkansas sticks now how would you compare that to maybe some of the teams that you played with before you started playing for the sticks well I've always played at a pretty high level but never as high as the sticks like it's is crazy like everyone on our team will go to obviously go to college to play but the sticks is just they do it right obviously everyone says coach brewster is a great relationship type of guy oh um, great so kind He's of amazing yeah so kind of take us through your first time meeting coach brewster what that was like and just overall how you've evolved your relationship with coach brewster this this past year or so well, the first time I met him was in Fort Myers, obviously, and he he made he just made me feel welcome. Like I was, I've been a part of the team forever, and that's that's what you really want in the coach. I feel like. Mm-hmm. So besides those relationship type of things uh, with Coach Brewster, um, some of, I mean, there's so many coaches that Brewster's mentioned to me. Oh yeah. So like w- with your team, like who are some of the other coaches that are on the staff uh, besides Brewster? Well, my summer ball team is his name is Coach Reckworth. He coaches at a smaller high school in Texas. It's it's kind of close to where I live, and he's a great coach. He's he's a, he's a great person too. He's yeah, he's pretty good. So besides the relationship type, so besides the relationship types of things, what do you think has led? to the success of the Arkansas Sticks program, just from you being an insider of their program now for a little bit of a year? Uh, I'd say, I mean, Coach Brewster, obviously the relationships you mentioned, but, I mean, he, he's able to get all the best players. I mean, it's not just local kids. It's kids all over the country. I, that plays obviously plays a big part in it, but so, I, I'd say just national – you know, yeah, national attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, I go through, I go through that roster, and I feel like, I mean, you guys got. I mean, I know this is a different. I know this is twenty three. You're twenty five, but when I go through the twenty three roster, I mean, I see Nolan Souza from Hawaii, the Seals from Texas. Uh, I mean, Arkansas, obviously, California. Like, I mean, I just feel. I mean, like you said, I mean, he's just got. He just he has something about him. His his pitch must be spot on to get to get all these guys across the nation to come play for him. Oh yeah, definitely. But for for you being a Texas high school player, and everyone talks about oh how great high school sports are in Texas, especially football, baseball. With you kind of playing Texas high school baseball last year as a freshman, how would you compare playing Texas high school baseball to playing with the Sticks, um, an elite travel ball team? Like, what would you say would be tougher facing some of the best players of your age group? or facing guys who are junior, seniors, heading to college next year, got beards? Like, how would you compare that? And what, what do you think would be tougher? 
honestly, I'd say summer ball with sticks is probably tougher just because the competition is like national and better. But high school, I mean, there's a lot of pressure. The whole town's kind of there, you know. Yeah. Want you to do great every game, and you're really playing for your school. I mean, it's it's, it's different. I like so, both, though. I'm so, I'm not against either. So what's that? What's that average game day look like um, in Texas? So like you say, like your whole town, your whole town's there supporting you. So what's that atmosphere like? Well, we'll get there like, I don't know, four hours early. We like to hit BP for a long time. And, I mean, once you start seeing fans show up, it starts to, you know, when you're warming up in the bullpen, it's, it's you start to feel the pressure a little bit. But, I mean, I, I like it. I, I love dealing with pressure. So you're from, you're from is it called Tex, Texacarna or how do you? Texarkana. Tarxicana. So is that, is that a bigger town in Texas or is that kind of somewhat smaller where, I mean, everyone kind of knows who you are? Uh, I wouldn't say everyone knows who you are. It's not huge, but it's, it's pretty big. I mean, I, I'd say, I think it's like, I mean, it's six figures and people. So if you're, if you're looking at it on a map, like where, if let's say we put Texas down on on the wall, like where is Texas? Where is Texas? It's Texas? it's right on the border of Texas and Arkansas. Arkansas connects to Texas. Yeah, like right on that corner. Real? Oh, up. Okay, yeah. I guess I wasn't even thinking about that. I went to. So there's went, like a Texarkana, Texas, and a Texarkana, Arkansas. Okay. Okay. So I guess I guess I didn't realize because when I went I went from Fayetteville once to Dallas and obviously we cut through Oklahoma for like four hours or whatever it was. Yeah. I guess in my mind I'm just thinking, okay, well Arkansas and Texas are at least a state apart. So now that now that I've always wondered what that what was behind that name, but I mean I guess I'm just not I guess I'm geography illiterate or something. So <laughs> um, no, I guess I did not realize that. Um, but going into my next question, with you playing in Texas, North Texas um who were some of the toughest hitters that you had to face last year like I mean because I know in Texas there's a lot of guys who are committed to power five schools so um were, were you able to face some guys last year who are committed to play somewhere or just guys who are just absolute dudes well we faced a two-way at he goes to North Lamar which is in Paris Texas just like an hour east of here in Texas Canada and he He's up to 96 on the mound, and Ooh. he's a lefty. He can hit a little bit, too. I, I'm not sure if he's committed for both, but he's definitely the best all-around all player I faced last year. He's committed to A&M. Okay. I mean, a I mean, and a good program, too. I just had a I just had a buddy commit there, and it's just like, man, like going through there and looking at their roster, like that's that's a solid team. Yeah, it's it's – all SEC is just it's it's great every year. Yeah, I know D one. I, I mentioned this a couple of days ago to another guy I was talking to, and I guess D one baseball announced like their best hundred baseball programs in the nation. And I think if you go through that list, I think SEC is one, two, three, four, like six and seven. Like I mean, if you go through the top fifteen, like it's pretty much yeah, the SEC. It's like, insane. It's you look every year, and top five has at least two or three. With 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 me being a baseball guy it makes me wish I wasn't born in Indiana. I was born in Texas or Florida or something like that. Yeah. South. But um, with you with you being in Texas, I know talking to some other Texas guys in the past, uh, like Texas high school has this thing where 
if you play varsity for your school for any sport whatever it is you get to like you guys have a class period that's actually like a practice yeah we it's always been last so we've been able to leave school okay and go to the field but this year it got moved to the middle of the day oh so it's like right there in the middle so we'll have to practice once the season starts we'll practice and then like maybe throw or long toss or lift or something in the middle of the day and then go to the field after that's just so like I wonder what your I wonder what your uh high school was thinking when they switched that around that just doesn't I mean I think they did it for football because so they could get lifts in or like in the middle of the day okay I guess that kind of makes sense so like by the time that they they lift get a little bit of rest and then I guess that I guess that makes sense but no, like ever, either everyone's always told me it's in the morning, which is good. And then even like the last period of the day, which is perfect. Cause I mean, you get to just to start practice early. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, I still wish it was last period of the day. That, that would be, that would be so nice. I remember back when I was playing high school ball a couple of years ago and there was a couple of days where we got to leave class early and just uh, start practice or even just go to subway or something before a game and leaving, getting to leave school early is, is always, is always yeah. nice. It's great. But what was – so pl- playing at uh, – what's the – sorry, I have, I have it listed right here. Uh, playing at Pleasant Grove High School, like what was what was your guys' team like last year? Um, How did you guys compete? And then what's the outlook on this upcoming spring? Uh, last year we had a lot of potential, but we just – we weren't as good as we should have been. I mean, we were a great team. I think we went like 22-9. and nine. But we lost in the first round of playoffs, and I, I think we'll be better this year. We got a couple of freshmen coming in that are really good. So who are, who are some of the other teams in your guys' district that are some teams to watch out for that you guys are always having to compete against? Well, the North Lamar team that I mentioned that has a lefty, they're in our district, and they're, they're, they were good last year. They got second district last year, I think. And – they returned. They only lost one guy, I think. So they're returning everybody. And then there's one other team, Liberty Ilo. They're on like, they're like only 20 minutes away from here. And they're they're always good. They they always compete. So being being in Texarkana, where you are close to Arkansas, like, is it? Do you play Arkansas teams in uh, the high school regular season, or is it all Texas teams? Last year we had one game against an Arkansas team is against Ashdown. And we we only played them one time. I mean, it was just a regular season game, like in the middle of district games. So do you, in your opinion, do you think Arkansas baseball competes with Texas baseball in terms of high school wise? Like, or do you think there's a big difference there when you're comparing Texas high school baseball to Arkansas? I'll say in general, just, Texas is just – it's probably better than Arkansas. Just it's bigger. There's more schools, more players. So I'd have to say probably Texas is quite a bit better than Arkansas in that aspect. All right. So in Texarkana, are you closer to – I'm look. I'm just now looking at the United States map here on my laptop. Are you closer – in Texarkana, are you closer to Louisiana or Oklahoma uh, being – We're definitely closer to Louisiana. Shreveport, you know Shreveport, Louisiana is? I've heard of it. Yes. I, I don't know where it's at, but I just heard. about 45 minutes from here. Okay. Okay. 
Um, so like usually when you have to go travel, like you usually just go to Dallas because I know Dallas is up there that way as well. Definitely Dallas, DFW, most part. All right. So what what are so when you have to go to like a bigger city, like where like obviously Dallas, but is there like places in Louisiana or Arkansas, Oklahoma that you like you guys like to travel to? Uh, like we go to Fayetteville in Arkansas. Just we're Arkansas fans at. And we we go to games sometimes and whatnot. Okay, so take us take us through from the fan side of things what what it's like for a college football game day at Arkansas. Like when you're going uh, to watch a game there, like what's that like? It's it's a great atmosphere. All the fans are they they love Arkansas really. I mean, it's it's a great place to be, and it's it's crazy for sure. Mm-hmm. I. Being from, I, so I go a little background on me. I'm from Indiana, go to Indiana University. So Big Ten obviously isn't nearly as much, Big Ten football and even baseball, like isn't the same as SEC. So like when I went to Fayetteville last spring, seeing just the Arkansas football and baseball stadium, it was just like, it's just like I was in heaven. Shoot, like it was like, it was crazy to see just the size of everything there. Like it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty big. I mean, SEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's so talking about colleges. Let's kind of dig into your whole co- college recruiting process. So where exactly are you at on that right now? Well, back in July, I talked to the Crowder coach for the first time, and he offered me. That's the that's my offer, my only offer right now. But I've talked to some other schools a little bit. So as you as you continue on with this process and you get to talking to more schools, talking to more schools, and uh, hopefully like cross your fingers, like I mean your your goal is to play college baseball. Um, so when you are going through this process of potentially choosing whatever school you're going to go play for, what would be some key things that you'd be looking looking at throughout the process? Uh, just a place where I fit in, honestly. Where the I like the coaching staff and where the town is great and. I like to feel, you know, everything that college has to offer. So what what have been some initial conversations you've had so far with some college coaches? So let's say you pick up the phone for the first time, you're talking to a certain coach. What are some things that they like to talk about? What are some questions they're asking you? I'll just kind of take us through some of those initial phone calls you have with coaches. I mean, a lot of the time they're just, they don't even really talk about baseball that much. It's kind of just like how I'm doing. And and oh, it's it's obviously about baseball a little bit, but I mean it's it's nothing terrible. I mean I just it's it's obviously a little nervous because it's college coaches. But oh uh, yeah, yeah. I remember I remember my first call with the college coach. I was like I was like walking around my house like my, yeah. I remember my dad just like said one thing to me. I was like, Dad, like be quiet, be quiet. I'm talking to him. Yeah. Like. No, I, I know what you mean there when you're talking about just like being anxious and just it's just like be, you want to make sure everything goes great. Uh, but mo- but moving on a little bit to your actual on the field play. So I realized so you told me before we started recording that you are just a PO now. Well, I had a couple questions about like a hitting approach and stuff like that, just because perfect game had you as a pitcher and an outfielder listed. So uh, that's not that's not the first time that perfect games let me down when it comes to that. Uh, <laughs> But let's let's dig into your pitching repertoire a little bit. So when you're when you're on the mound, uh, what are some pitches that you're throwing at uh, at some guys? I really like to work backwards. I'm a big changeup guy. That's my best pitch is my changeup for sure. But I throw 
four seam, two seam, change up, um, curveball, slaughter. Okay. So what would you say would be the pitch that maybe needs the most work? I'd say my curveball. Sometimes I just it's, it kind of floats in there instead of it's not really sharp sometimes. So what, what what was the pitch that you've most recently added to your pitching repertoire? It was my slider, and I've, it's gotten a lot better since I started. It's it's okay. definitely one of my better pitches now. Yeah. So when let's let's take it back to when you were trying to add that slider to your pitching repertoire. How do you go about adding pitches to your repertoire? I know some pitches are different. Some guys like to do it in the off season. Some guys are just say screw it and try to add it in season. Uh, so when you're going about adding a new pitch um, just to your repertoire, like how do you go about it? I added it last off season, right before the high school season, and I like I like to add it. In the, I'd rather add it in the off season. It just gives me more time to work on it and mess with it. Because I feel like if I do it in the season, I feel like it had to be perfect right then for me to be able to throw it in games. Just yeah, that's kind of. So when you're when you're on the mound, kind of take us through what you're just kind of like the mechanics of your windup. So you're on the mound, you're facing a guy. Like kind of take us through like what you're thinking, uh, what's your mindset, and just overall like your whole mechanics of your your windup. I I really like to think to get my arm angle at like a ninety degree angle, like almost like my elbow, just completely ninety degree with my shoulder, and just to rotate my hips and shoulders and push off the back leg. It's pretty much what I would like to think. And where, where have you kind of, where have you kind of learned the most um, just about pitching as in general? Um, who have you probably learned the most from and who's been the one who's kind of taught you the most uh, of being up there on the mound? Well, I've got a guy in Dallas that I go to and he teaches me a lot. I go there maybe once a month. Okay. And then there's a guy in Texas, Canada named Cedric Harris. He helps me out a lot too. I get I, that's where I throw like my weekly bullpens and whatnot. Is Cedric Harris? He's the Cedric Harris senior whose son was CJ, and he's yes, the, sir. Right? Yes, sir. Okay, I've come across his name a couple times, especially with me wanting to be a MLB agent here in a couple of years. So he's mm -hmm. definitely and he's definitely a name that I've seen these past year or so as I've been trying to break into the industry and uh, just gain more knowledge on it. But if you had to give a shout out to your guy down in Dallas, what's his name? Tyler Winfield. Tyler Winfield. Okay. So how did you get connected with Tyler? Uh, a couple of guys from Sticks have gone to him, and I had kind of seen him on Twitter a little bit. What he's, uh, we liked what he's doing. So me and my dad went down there a few times. Just so, been keep going back. Yeah. So if you had to pick just a handful of guys who have been the most influential in your baseball career, who would those guys be? Uh, definitely both of those guys I mentioned. Coach Brewster, for sure. Uh, Kevin Browning, that I used to play with, he's been – he was great. He still is. He's a great coach. And is, is that is that Spencer's dad? It is. And then, my obviously, my parents, they, they've been big, taking me, you know, places and helping me out and mm -hmm. taking me where I need to go. So, if you – if you had maybe some of the biggest things in your game that you've want, you want to work on before you do head to a college campus here in a couple of years, like what would those couple of things be? Obviously, I need to get my velocity up, but I'm, I still got three years. But I maybe adding one more pitch and like a cutter or something like that. I mean, I need to get a lot stronger too. I'm still 
pretty skinny. Yeah, yeah. So if you had to, let's say you are a scout watching your game. Let's say, hey, let's say you're Dirk Kenny watching watching the Arkansas Sticks. Um, who would, what would be your personal scouting report on yourself? Um, just on the mound, uh, just interacting with teammates and coaches. Just what, what, what do you think if you had the pen and paper in your hand? What would be your personal scouting report on yourself? I'd say that like my mindset and how I, you know, go about pitching is really good. I don't ever. I try to stay pretty level-headed throughout the whole game. I don't ever get too high or too low. And then I have I project well too. I have a lot of upside. I'm six three, so yeah. that's probably what I'd say. Yeah. So with you with you being up there in North Texas, like, are you a you a big Rangers guy, or are you is there another baseball team in the in the MLB you like to follow? I'm actually an Astros fan. Okay. All right. So, I mean, I guess I was kind of hoping for the Rangers, I guess, with the Astros in 2017, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. But um, if there was, if there was a guy in the major leagues that you like to ma- maybe model your game after a little bit on the mound, um, who would that be? Uh, my favorite pitcher has definitely got to be Justin Verlander. Okay. And then I like Alec Manoa on the Blue Jays also. Right. So those are probably my two favorite pitchers in the game. Yeah. I mean, both are both are solid guys. But Luke, I just got a couple more questions here for you before we end off the podcast. Um, so usually when usually when I have some of you high school guys on, I kind of like to end it off talking about some stuff that's beyond the baseball field just a little bit. Um, so if you, whenever you are off the baseball field, what would you say some of your passions are beyond the field? My favorite thing to do, honestly, outside of baseball, is play golf. Ooh, okay. I'm a big golf guy. My dad played golf at Arkansas. There, there are a lot of golf courses down there in Texas. There's a lot. There's just like four right here in Texas County. Really? I guess. I mean, you guys are kind of a somewhat of a big town, so I guess that makes sense. But um, where's where's the nicest golf course you've played golf at before? Uh, I played at a course in Arizona, and it's it was amazing. It was just it was beautiful. Yeah, I've. I've heard Arizona and I believe it's North or South Carolina golf courses are just like top notch. Like it's the, I guess Arizona yeah, golf courses are like the Texas high school baseball in the world. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. But when you're not golfing, what are some other things you like to do up there uh, down there in Texarkana? Uh, I hang out or, with friends. Am, am, I say, am I saying it right? Te- Texa? Texarkana. Tarks, Texarkana. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I hang out with friends a lot. Um, I mean, I played like PGA Tour golf on my Xbox and maybe a little bit of MLB The Show. And, uh, you know, I watch TV. And I'm not a big TV guy, but I love watching college football. Yeah, college football is always something fun to watch. Um, what's, talking about football, what's that? Obviously, another uh, – we've talked uh, about Texas high school baseball – but what's Texas high school football like? Because that's another thing people always talk about. Kind of take us through with you being a fan and you being a student. What's what's that like on a on Friday Night Lights? God, Texas football is amazing in Texas. It's like I can't even describe it. Like just being in the student section, it makes me feel like I want to go out there and play. Yeah. Obviously, I, I don't need to be doing that. But, I mean, it's, it's great. Like I, I love – and our team's good too. I mean – we're number three in the state of Texas in football for our division and 
So, I mean, it's a great. And then we got a lot of teams in our district that are good too. Yeah. yeah. All right, Luke. Well, I'm down to my last question here for you. So name, image, and likeness. This is a new thing that's come to, come to college campuses the past year and a half or so. Um, so let's say you're to class 2025. So in the fall of 2025, once you've graduated from high school, you're on a college campus and you're a college athlete, student athlete. What would be one dream brand that you would love to work with one day? Well, I'm a big Nike guy. I wear a lot of Nike. And then the 100% sunglasses, I'm a huge fan. Okay. Doesn't 100, 100% has some type of partnership with the sticks, don't they? Uh, I'm not sure. I know, I know Cobra, I know Black Cobra has some sort of partnership with, no, that's Los Reyes. I don't yeah. know. There's, there's, there's partnerships all over the place in travel baseball. I guess mm-hmm. it's hard, it's hard to keep track, but no, I've, I've seen a hundred percent. I've seen Tatis been wearing them, a couple other ball players. So no. And then I'm, I'm also, I'm also a big Rawlings guy. I love Rawlings gloves. Yeah. So I'd have to say that too. You ever, you ever customize your Rawlings glove or you just kind of have a. I have, I've customized a Rawlings glove before and it's like my son. (laughs) I'm sure. I know my, I think it was my sophomore year of high school. I got um, one of the Anthony Rizzo first baseman gloves. And I was a, I'm a, become a Cubs, a Cubs fan. So like, I got that for Christmas one day and I was like, shoot, like no one's touching this. Like, unless, yeah, that's exactly how I am. Yeah. No, like I, I know what you mean there when you're wanting to protect your glove, but. And uh, like I'll, all, I'll carry it with me in the airport and like, I'll, no one's touching it. You got you gotta make sure they don't, you gotta make sure that the, um, the airliner doesn't, doesn't lose any bags. Shoot. Yeah. I mean, it's happened before to us. Yeah. Gotta, gotta keep that self on your person, but. No, Luke, that's all the questions I got for you. really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, like I said, I'm, you're a part of this Arkansas Stick Series I got going on. Really appreciate Coach Brewster for connecting us, connecting me with all these other guys he's connecting with. Yeah. Well. Um, I know there's some other stuff in the works that Coach Brewster and I have in the works. So uh, hopefully we got some – hopefully we'll be able to announce that soon um, and have maybe be able come up, become a part of it as well um, in the future. But, no, I just really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, we're going to wish you the best of luck as you continue on with this recruiting process, uh, continue on with your, your life in general. So uh, just thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It was great. I really appreciate you. And that's going to do it for another episode of the JKR podcast, episode number two of four here this weekend. Uh, just some great content. Really learned, learned, really enjoyed learning about Luke here today. I think he's a great kid. Definitely got a great future ahead of him. So I'm kind of hoping he continues to ball out here these next couple of years, ends up committing somewhere that he's going to really enjoy, really go and press there as well. Um, but there's still two more episodes here this weekend. And that's going to be tomorrow with 2026, our first ever 2026 prospect, Spencer Browning, on the podcast. Committed to Arkansas, the first commit in his class to go to Fayetteville. Um, on Sunday then, to out, round out the week, we got Gideon Motes, 2024 Arkansas Razorback commit as well. So just all, all around great content all week this week. Um, we've still got a couple more weeks of this Arkansas Stick Series we got going on. Um, so be in tune for that. Go check it out. Um, but for any more updates on the podcast, make sure to check out our social media. Check out our website. Social media is going to be at JKR underscore podcast on Instagram, TikTok, on Twitter. Um, and then website is going to be www.jkrpodcast.com. So check those out. Give us a follow. Hit the subscribe button. And I'll catch you guys tomorrow.